and also another factor is that you have to walk through this room to go to the toilet from the bar so you randomly get these people walking through the session who are suddenly shocked at this kind of strange kind of naked ceremony we're doing in the back room they're like oh god this is what's happening but then somehow it's just turned into this like magical place welcome everyone welcome to my podcast sex and art in this podcast i'll combine my passion for art and sex with my passion for very interesting people. In every episode, you'll be allowed a peek into their world and we'll find out how they connect to art and sex. I'm your host, Zira Berlin, and now let's find out who's our guest today. really nice that you took the time. Thank you very much. In the beginning of every episode, I like to mention that with this podcast, I want to shine a light um, onto our fears and pains and shame around the topic sex and art. And I believe there are many. And I also believe that whatever we talk about might be helpful for someone else who feels funny about something. And then they can learn that there's no reason for feeling funny about one's own feelings like shame, for example. I intend to create a safe space. And this includes that every question I ask, you are free to say no to the question. So that just should create a safe space that you feel welcome. And also, of course, for our listeners. I introduce my guests in my podcast, usually. We met in Berlin. We met in a live drawing session, which you organized. And what I wanted to say before we started recording, and I said, now I really need to start recording immediately, that I recommended so many people to go to your session because of you. Oh, that's very kind. I mean, maybe it's kind, but it, the idea is um, I always felt super welcome and super seen, and um, it was just a nice experience to go to your session. That's very sweet. Thanks. Yeah. There's also so much more about you. You're an engineer architect. You were born and raised in England. Right now you live in Hamburg. You moved there for a new project and right, you yeah. seem to like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have a change of scenery right now. We decided to talk a little bit more about the life drawing sessions because that's an interesting topic for both of us. It has mm -hmm. something to do with people. It has something to do with nudity. And it has a lot to do with art. That's right, yeah. You were having your your session at a bar, right? Um, mm. what, what made you do the life drawing session at a bar? So soon after I arrived in Berlin, I was looking to to find a life drawing session myself, just to draw. And I find I found one um, in the same bar, in Keith Bar in Schillerkeets. And a fantastic girl called Jess was organizing the session back then. And, but after just two sessions, she said to us at the end, oh, so now I'm moving to Australia. And that was the last session. And I was devastated. I was like, no, I finally found a really nice session. And I'd already met some people as well. 
And then, so I ended up having a beer afterwards with, with Jess and a few others. And she actually then asked me if I wanted to take over the session, which I immediately said, no, no chance. But then yeah, I thought about it a little bit more and I was like, oh, come on, if you really, like, I don't want to find a new session now. Like, let's try it. Let's just do one and see how it goes. And then, and then I tried one and it went really well. And uh, lots of people came and the model was fantastic. You know, okay, let's just, let's do one more and one more and one more. And then basically that was, that was four years ago. Wow. Um, and we've been doing it obviously not during lockdown, but twice a month then for the last four years. Um, and it's really become a passion of mine kind of doing this session because I wasn't very experienced at all when I first started going. I just wanted to go just to practice drawing, have a bit of fun. But it's actually, yeah, it's really kind of become part of my life now, I'd say. Very nice. And it is um, in Berlin, Neukölln. This is where all the artists live. And you have like life drawing sessions in, in a few bars. I mean, uh, I have been to three bars for life drawing. Um, and they're all totally different and they're all yeah, hot spot of life drawing. Yeah, totally. That was so convenient. You know, in a, I don't know, I could go five minutes, seven minutes or 10 minutes and I had a different life drawing mm. session uh, in a bar. There were others too in shops or theaters or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm just talking about the bars right now. Um, but that there are so many life drawing sessions uh, from my perspective, you felt there wasn't one. Did you, besides that you thought, I, I really want to do life drawing, was there something else you wanted to bring to these sessions? What was kind of you? Um, well, it just kind of evolved organically, really, because like I said, it was unplanned. And on to be honest, on paper, the back room of Keith Bart is probably a terrible place to organize life drawing. <laughs> it's, it's, I remember the, someone the, complaining the, about the light all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like the walls are painted like this blood, dark red, like, and then there was terrible ventilation. Seating wasn't great. Um, but then, yeah, so on paper, it technically it's really bad. But so, and also another factor is that you have to walk through this room to go to the toilet from the bar so you randomly get these people walking through the session who are suddenly shocked at this kind of strange kind of naked ceremony we're doing in the back room they're like oh god this is what's happening but apart from this but then somehow it's just turned into this like magical place like the the guys that run the bar are so fantastic like ken and nick they're so they're so encouraging of of the session And I bought some lights to make it a little bit cozier. There's pillows, uh, there's wood paneling now along the outside of the walls. And it just, make, it just makes it a really comfy space. And um, like normally when you think about life drawing, you think of this kind of art studio with white walls and easels. And then this kind of art teacher with glasses looking over your shoulder like, kind of making you feel uncomfortable to me this is this is an awful way to be drawing like do you're more worried about kind of what the person behind you is thinking than what actually what you're drawing and that's kind of organically what was so nice at Keith because people just felt at home there 
because it was this very cozy back room where they could have a drink and just and just do their own drawings and like no one was going to look over their shoulder and if they wanted they could share it with other people but it was purely kind of for self-enjoyment and comfort and I think that's part of the the magic why it works in that space. Yeah and I think that was a big part of what you did there because that's also not normal for other sessions so besides that you prepared and I stole that for for my session here in Lynn Shipping uh, that you prepared um, charcoal and boards um, yeah. for everyone if they wanted to so one mm. has the option to get paper and boards and so one can just jump in and doesn't need to be prepared um, and then you also did some welcoming body relaxation ceremony and my favorite mm. thing was once just say hi to your neighbor and introduce yourself you did that oh, yeah. and not all the time but but i remember you did that and that was actually really nice and i kind of stayed in contact with the person afterwards really nice oh great that's cool yeah i think it's it's so important to me like that i wanted to make the people feel feel comfortable and also that for people to try it for the first time because i know that i felt a little bit nervous joining the first group kind of thing and because a lot of people don't have materials and a lot of people don't want to pay like 10 euros to go and try something out for the first time so it was important to me that I wanted to like yeah keep it at five euros I didn't want to make it more expensive I wanted to offer materials so you didn't have to bring anything you could just turn up have a go see what you see what you think and then yeah and I wanted to people I wanted to kind of create a bit of a community as well Or just to make people feel comfortable, like if because they're often quite busy sessions. So if you've got two people on either side that you haven't spoke to, you feel like a bit of a stranger in the middle here. But once you've said just a couple of words either side, it just kind of the vibe in the room, just the it's just so much more relaxed, which uh, which you can really I don't know I can really feel it the tension in the room, and I think once once everyone's kind of had a drink or had like spoken a few words either side I think it's uh the tension just disappears and I think that's really important yeah I think so too and I think that was the secret of the success of of your session really um that you did that I always thought they're definitely too short um with yeah. one hour mm. um very well conducted you're very precise on the time and we started always punctual and we ended always punctual um And I always thought like, now I'm warm, I want to do more. <laughs> yeah, this was, always, this was a bit of a challenge always because the more experienced life drawers always kind of, yeah, always wanted more. They were like, <laughs> after an hour, they were warm and ready and flowing. And whereas the people maybe who tried it for the first time, one hour is so intense. And it's kind of, especially these short poses, they're like, oh my gosh, this is... This is crazy and then and it takes a lot of concentration so i wanted to kind of i wanted to somehow reach a balance where i could still i could still get people in to enjoy like one hour and say okay oh my god that's that's it that's done <laughs> but i think i think maybe there's something there that i should now and again do a longer session because there are a lot of benefits from longer sessions for sure I mean, it totally supports your idea of making 
everyone feel um, comfortable and, and welcome. So don't need to be a proper artist. You don't need to have proper material. Yeah. You don't even need to, you know, endure this closeness because that was also one thing. It's a tiny room. Do you know how much square? I can't really assess things like that. I don't know, like maximum 20 square meters. Yeah. And at some point you started saying, oh, I have to close down with how many people were maximum allowed? Well, at one point we did have 35 <laughs> in a session, which <laughs> was... Kind with... of sitting over another. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty ridiculous, to be honest. There was like two rows, like people, literally people were touching the model. Yeah. Which is kind of... <laughs> not, it, it not, was... not on purpose, accidentally. Not on purpose. Like, there was it's... not more space. There was, yeah, because they were literally sitting like, on the mat where the model was posing. Um, and this is a funny story. This is actually an amazing moment because this is, this is a model called Expansion Star Power, who is just the most fabulous human being and incredible model. And... I remember, I remember speaking to him for the session and people just kept coming in and in and in. And I was trying to kind of, kind of move people around into like empty seats. And, was, and I really didn't want to turn people away because I feel really bad. I was like, people obviously made the effort to come to the session. I don't want to turn them away. And I turned to Expansion and I said, is, are you okay with this? Like, cause I could, and he looked at me and I, I could see fear in his eyes. And I could feel he was uncomfortable because it was just it was just too busy and it was getting hotter and hotter in the room. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. So and I said to him, we can let's kick people out. Like let's make more space because you are the most important person in this room and I want you to feel most comfortable. This is absolute paramount. The model has to feel comfortable. Um and he looked he he spoke to me afterwards and he said he was at a tipping point where he kind of went into himself and thought, okay, this is a moment where I either like really grab this by the horns and give them a show, like really go for it. Or I completely turn into myself and like, it would be a disaster. And he's like, right, no, the only way I can do this is if I just go for it and really give them a show. And that's what he did. He was, he was fantastic. And He's he's a very unique model as well. I just love watching also how he creates the scene, how he sets up the props, how he works with the table and the chair. And you can see the clockwork in his head kind of working and how am I going to create this shape with my body? And it's it's really interesting to see. Yeah, I think he's... he's um... I mean, he's also an ex a performance artist, um, mm. but it's also like his body or his personality is already giving you a story. So it was always like, not just the body, there was always like a character um, one could see or a story. His personality oozes out of his poses for sure, yeah. Yeah. I think so so um, you don't just take care of the people who are coming for drawing, you also take care of the models. Has this something to do with your experiences as a model? Because I remember I have also drawn you. Yes. Um, so I thought that there came a point, I think probably one year after I'd started, where I felt I felt a little bit fake. I felt 
I felt this is almost a bit hypocritical of me to curate and organize these sessions if I've never even modeled myself. What is hypocritical or what do you thought was hypocritical about it? Well, just the way I would kind of speak to the model and say, okay, like here, like you must, or like, this is how we're going to run the session because of this. And I thought I, I can't do this properly or I can't, uh, I think I can get the most out of this if I put myself on the other side of the paper as well. Because then I can, because I really wanted to make them feel as comfortable as possible. And I didn't know, and I did, and for example, we used to have the model against the wall. Mm -hmm. And the wall was this nice security. There's like, okay, there's nothing behind me. I can kind of lean up against it. And that was all very nice. But then once it's the session started to get a bit busier, we started putting the model in the middle, which is a little bit more, the model feels much more vulnerable. Yeah, you can just disappear into the ground. That's your only chance. <laughs> exactly. And you and there's people staring like behind you, front of you, side of you. It's It's quite a... Yeah, it's quite a powerful position to be in, quite a focus. And and I really I thought in order to go on with this or in order to get the best out of the sessions, I need to try it myself. And it was also a bit of a personal challenge mm -hmm. as well. And um so then yeah, it took a bit of mental strength. I remember the the days before kind of mentally building up to it. What were you fearing? Well, I would say British people are particularly prude, I would say, and not very, we're not very used to uh, nudity, I would say, like public nudity. Hmm. For example, in the sauna, we would wear swimwear. We would never get naked in the sauna, whereas Germans obviously love to get naked at any opportunity. <laughs> we love um, that. So this is, yeah, it was kind of a, a personal challenge. Also for me, kind of, yeah, let's let's give it a go. And what was funny, on my first time I did it, I went to the toilet to get changed. And, uh, and one of my colleagues was there. From work? Like, yeah. And I was like, what are you doing here? She was like, oh, well, I thought, I thought I'd try out your drawing session tonight. I was like, oh, no, not tonight. She was like, yeah, I've, I've brought Laura and Justin too. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this is a disaster. Um, so it was kind of also a bit of a, like an expansion moment for myself. I was like, right, I've got to do it. There's, there's no turning back. And to be honest, there's so much mental buildup, but as soon as like 30 seconds into the first pose, it's just so liberating. And you get such a feeling of, it's really no big deal. It's just so natural. What is the liberation? Liberation from what? I think liberation from the, maybe the tension that's kind of built up inside you, kind of that makes you think that it's a big deal when actually it isn't. <clears throat> Because of what? I think, like I said, like growing up, I would say that there it was a, I don't know, not a taboo, but like public nudity is just not a thing. It, but is it like, it, it sounds like when you say it's not a thing, 
that it has nothing to do with not being afraid of someone judging your body. It's more like it's a thing one doesn't do. And I think we all have also insecurities of our body as well. Um, so I think there's, there's a number of different factors there. I think, yeah. I think it's also, I don't know, I think whether it's a societal thing as well that makes you think, oh, I shouldn't get naked in front of 20 people in a back room of a bar. That's really, really interesting because I think that's a, a central topic in, in life drawing. Um, mm. I'm not sure whether you know Cameron Moore, yes. also a model from yeah. Berlin. Um, she's a bigger model and um, she also talks about how she feels during her modeling. That's a special act of hers. I also thought, and I didn't want to tell you before because I wanted to see how surprised you said at some point, if someone wants to model, just let me know you can. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah totally. Yeah. Invited your guests who are coming for drawing to be uh, the model themselves. And I thought I should do that. Yes, definitely. Why I'm saying this. Um, so what I was thinking is like, what do I fear there? Right. And for me, it's definitely being judged either for being so bold to go naked in front of 20, 30 people mm. or, you know, for either being too much or being not good enough, being too little. I did also feel this, for example, yeah, we've had some incredible models and a lot of them dances with incredible bodies and incredible poses. And, and then I thought, and then how can, how can I stand here in the middle and do this after we've just seen this ballet dancer? <laughs> but, um, but another important, it was always wonderful when he modeled. So don't, <laughs> um, and, but one, one important factor that I always wanted to have in the sessions was that I always wanted to have a variety of models and strangely enough it was always easier to find female models what do you think is the reason for that hmm do you have an idea doesn't need to be the truth just your hunch on it i think i think men are more insecure about their bodies than people think or talk about it's good that you say then than people think and <laughs> not than yeah. women because no, i don't no, of course. believe that's true No, well, yeah, I think everyone's insecure about their own bodies in a way, but I, th I don't know. I think it's funny. I asked a lot of my male friends mm -hmm. to do it and yeah, there was lots of just lots of kind of different excuses why they couldn't do it. <laughs> I was talking yesterday to an artist friend here in Linköping and she's taking nude photos and I feel here in Linköping people are a little bit more conservative than in Berlin and she also said that it's difficult to find um, male models um, and she doesn't want the stereotypically beautiful type. Right. And it's interesting to see and hear what different kinds of uh, concepts we have um, of nudity. Mm. I remember, I think that's really interesting to look at in life drawing because we always jump in between. Is it a purely educational? How does the body work? How do the joints move? Uh, yeah. Where does the weight go thing where you are in a clinical uh, environment onto sexualizing someone or a situation? Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I have 
and I will discuss this with many more people because I find it so interesting. Um, and yeah. of course, the main thing, I guess, is consent, you know, what one wants there. What I find quite interesting that I haven't quite worked out yet is, so when I've been out dancing in Berlin in different clubs or something, you see many half naked or almost naked men mm. strolling around, like feeling extremely comfortable to do this in a club, club environment. But then if I would speak to them and say, oh, I run a session, I think you'd be a great model. They're like, no way, no way would I do that. I'm like, well, look at you. You're wearing a G-string in a club <laughs> prancing around. <laughs> like, why couldn't you do that in a in a bar with like with just 20 people, not a thousand, you know? But I don't know, it has got something to do with the environment. It's got something to do with the focus um, being the center of attention. And I think people have preconceptions of life during sessions, potentially. Yeah, where it's very kind of, yeah technical people like really examining you and uh, and also maybe a little bit sexualized as well but i think once you've done it you realize that the body just becomes the model becomes a sculpture and well for me anyway and everyone who's come has just been so respectful of the model and really kind of just been very thankful that they're someone has kind of yeah kind of giving consent to draw their body basically. And I also think it's very liberating if someone else is um, co courageous. If someone is doing this nude modeling in front of so many people, it's courageous. And if yeah. they can be courageous, maybe I can be courageous too. Yeah, when I was looking, I was because I'm always looking for new models, because I always wanted to have different types of bodies and just give people if I can, if I'm if I can give the opportunity to someone, if they want to give it a go, I'm more than happy to do that. And a lot of the people who have come as artists and then want to try it out, they've just been amazing as models. And it's like, we've always had a great, yeah, it's always been super interesting when someone has kind of transformed themselves from one side to the paper to the other and how they've, yeah, how they kind of act as a model. It's always the vibe and atmosphere is totally different every time. And kind of what I thought someone was like as an artist is totally different to what they're like as a model, which is, yeah, which is super interesting. And if I can, yeah, if that gives them also a liberation or confidence outside of the session, I think this is, this is amazing. And I'm more than happy to, to help with that. What was your biggest takeaway from being the model yourself? I think it gave me, it definitely gave me an an additional confidence in my body. I don't know whether it's just from the modeling, but now I feel I feel very, I don't feel self-conscious at all. Yeah, it's just given me this extra confidence that this nudity is such a natural thing. Um, and we shouldn't feel so much shame about this. Yeah, that's an, a very interesting point. I remember um, at some point I was at a Tantra festival and you know, a, it was a, a workshop, a, a week long workshop, it wasn't a festival. Um, and everybody started running around naked and I wanted to really feel um, inside of myself whether naked is the new dressed, just another convention, right? So if I'm a good mm. person and if I'm accepted by everyone, I need to be naked now. So I, I really looked into when I feel comfortable with myself, with being naked, 
And after a week, I caught myself flirting with the guy <laughs> without clothes. I mean, he was closed. So that's really, oh. yes. Hmm. And I didn't even recognize it. So in the moment, like, I don't know, five minutes in the communication, I realized, oh, uh, actually, I'm naked. Is that funny? <laughs> and I also feel this is similar in life drawing sessions. So sometimes all the, the whole crowd of people drawing are not talking to the model. Yeah, and there's, there is a situation which is particularly strange often when if we have a break um, and the model has been posing naked for half an hour, everyone's been drawing, it's fine, and then suddenly when there's a break and they say, okay, we're just going to have five minutes, like if you want to get some more paper, blah, 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 then suddenly the model just suddenly feels naked and suddenly has to cover up. And there's a, there's a very strange moment there when suddenly I don't know when there's it's when they're not in the gaze of the artist they are suddenly much more insecure because then it becomes a a situation where they are with other dressed people then they're not on the pedestal anymore being right. the model yeah. they're in a normal society and they're the the only ones who's sticking out with whatever yeah even though they've just been naked for half an hour suddenly if there's when people are just walking around it's suddenly like oh gosh i'm totally naked i need to put something on yeah i always found this quite interesting how and you can tell the more experienced almost or the most confident models are totally chill in this break moment like just to stay naked um anastas for example is uh is yeah a really big greek guy and I met him at a session and I think even even though we've had the most incredibly gorgeous and beautiful models he he's the most confident person that I've seen in his own body just so great and just you can just tell the way he sits the way he poses just the like zero insecurities And it, I think it's really beautiful to see. And I, I think it comes through experience, but also just the just the person he is. Um, and people love to draw him as well. So it's just a win-win. He's also one of these, I bring a story people, I find. What do you mean, I bring a story? Like when he, whatever he poses like, I have a story in my head where mm. he is who he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. he just yeah, has yeah. done. And it's, it's always like a, a story. And one, I think one can see this on my, my drawings as well. Yeah. yeah, different characters mm -hmm. coming out. Yeah. So um, a friend of mine um, in another podcast, I think, I'm not sure whether we talked about that in the podcast or around there. He was saying he would love to have a, a tantric life drawing session where people basically tantrically, that means consciously and with consent and in a very secure um, held space would mm. make love, have sex or anything. Yeah. And there would be a crowd around them drawing them. That's his idea. Wow. I said, I'm, what, what do you think about that? Is that too much or is that a good idea? I think it sounds super interesting. The m movement is always, uh, sometimes difficult to capture, but also like if it's, yeah, slow movement is always 
it gets super fashionable. Everybody's doing slow movement at the end now. Everyone's <laughs> loving this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, sometimes I like it. Sometimes I just I just stop drawing. I just can't do it. But we yeah, we've also had couples modeling. The poses automatically do become yeah more sexual um, when it comes to couples. And I think I don't know in your mind. Like I said to me, when there's one person, they become kind of a sculpture. But when there when there is a couple, your mind can't help to think, but that, well, like this is very sexual now. <laughs> Which I think at a time it could be distracting, drawing wise, but I think it also could be very beautiful. I think the important thing is that one invites everyone to what it actually is, so one knows what one is expecting, right? It For sure. shouldn't be that way that one turns up at a normal life drawing session. Oh, and then yeah, you need to be prepared for this yeah yes totally. <laughs> um i hopefully get the chance to draw at an event uh, with andy Budu. he's a bondage teacher and therapist right cool. and he's organizing um he calls it salongen like a play party and he invites painters there to sketch the people yeah. amazing <laughs> but then one knows exactly what one um, might see there right so one is prepared I think that's important. Yeah, I think this is really important. One time, I think I told you, I've, I did a session at Soho House in Berlin and they wanted to do like a live life drawing in the bar. Mm -hmm. And the people who were just having a drink had no idea that they were, they were just going for a drink after work. And there's suddenly this kind of 1920s themed, like half naked models on the bar kind of getting drawn by artists. And it, it did create a super interesting atmosphere. Some, some people were just very shocked kind of what's happening. Yeah, because one feels one intrudes a situation where one is not supposed to be. But some people loved it, absolutely loved it. And it, it was really fun because people people were intrigued, people kind of started looking at the drawings, at the models, and it kind of, yeah, it created an interesting atmosphere. And there's this, and basically when we were putting the drawings away, I put my drawings behind where the DJ was, and because at the end we were exhibiting the drawings, and then I came back to put them up, uh, the drawings had disappeared. And I was like, <laughs> what? what, where have they gone? And the DJ looked at me and she said, oh, did you, did you want those? I was like, well, yeah, we need to exhibit them now. Um, and basically, I was like, well, yeah, sorry, you kind of need to give them to me now, but like, we let's chat afterwards. And we ended up speaking, She and she really liked the drawings, um, but unfortunately had no money. So I was like, okay, well, we need to come up with a deal then. She was like, well, I'm I'm resident uh, DJ at Kit Kat Club. Her name's Annie O. She's also a... For everyone who doesn't know Kit Kat Club, do you want to explain what it is? Sure. So it's a sex positive club in Berlin where where everyone, yeah, you need to wear kind of either bondage, fetish gear to get in. So she was resident DJ at this place and I had never been, but I was always super interested to go. And this was, and then, so I said, oh, well, I'll give you the drawings if you can give me guest list to Kit Kat. And she was like, yeah, sure. And you went. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my first experience of Kit Kat. Um, 
<clears throat> so, so besides that, it's really nice outcome from doing life drawing, getting access to a place you always wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Um, when did you actually start with doing life drawing? You told me before you, um, you love art and you love music, but both for you seems to be on, in a better place as a hobby. Yeah, that's right. So at school, well, I think from the age of five, I started playing trumpet. And this soon turned into like a big passion of mine. And I played all the way up to 18. And I also, yeah, and I wanted at one point to be a professional trumpet player, jazz trumpet player. But, um, and it was really unfortunate at school, we basically had to make the choice of music or art, oh, which, no. is, which is a disaster. Yeah, so, and because I was so far with the music, it was kind of, it was a no brainer at the time. But I've always been super interested in art. And I basically then chose to study architecture. Mm -hmm. And basically, I think it all started, it was in my first year of architecture where there was a huge push and encouragement to do everything hand-drawn. The first year was everything hand-drawn. We would explore the city and we used to fill sketchbooks after sketchbooks. Nice. Um, yeah, we went on a field trip. Yeah, it's kind of funny thinking about this now, like a group of first years within a few weeks of knowing each other going to Amsterdam on a field trip, which was amazing. And we, all, and we were just, so during the day, we were just kind of in freezing cold, drawing, like, yeah, walking around the city drawing. And I remember looking around and like, all of these guys were just incredible artists and illustrators. They'd all done art at school and I hadn't. And I was a bit like, oh, God, <laughs> I, need, I, I need to practice. Um, but I still loved it. And I think for me, it's worked out quite well because, because I never did art at school. It's remained a hobby and therefore it's just remained super fun for me. It's never been a chore. No one has ever told me you have to get this painting done by so-and-so or, or like you have to do this style. It's, it's, it's purely for me, it's just pure enjoyment in my own time. And I think because it's remained a hobby, that's why like the motivation has remained so high and that's why I'm still so passionate about it. Yeah, and that maybe is also where you get the energy from to, to run these life drawing sessions because I imagine it's also a lot of work. It is. I mean, not imagining, I know. <laughs> it's a lot of work. At the beginning, it took a little bit more work to kind of set up to get the models to try and promote it, this sort of thing. But after a while, it did, it did definitely get easier, almost kind of ran itself. And like I used to get messages, oh, can I model? And I'm like, amazing, it's great. Uh, are you available on Wednesday? And it's, yeah, it's cool. Um, and in the end, I didn't really have to promote it so much because there was a great community that had started and started coming every time. Um, yeah, there were, there were, of course, times where I was, yeah, I couldn't be bothered to post a Facebook event or something. But, uh, but at the end, I was always thinking, I just really... Uh, missed the community I, mm. used to, I used to love turning up and seeing the familiar faces and also seeing people that had never done life drawing before and I was like amazing this is so cool and just as an excuse for me to to draw twice a month and to meet all these amazing models as well and like 
the most interesting characters that I've yeah. ever met, probably, these, these models. You told me that you, um, in summer, I think it was summer 19, when it was super, mm. super hot, you did yeah. a session on Tempelhofer Feld, which is a, a former airport um, in Neukölln. Yeah, it's a ginormous airfield that's kind of, I think it's probably one of my most favorite places in the whole world. I just think it's this this ginormous open space where every type of person, regardless of how old you are, how what you look like, where you're from, you can do whatever you want there. You can grill, you can roller skate, you can do life drawing, you can have a party, you can have like a big family wedding. And it's, it's really, it's an amazing mishmash of all of these cultures and people that just seems to work so harmoniously because it's, it's such a huge space. And I thought, oh, it's great. I should do it there. Like It's just so hot. And obviously this back room of Keith was going to be like a sauna so I was like okay let, no we have to do it outside and I think the best session we ever did was actually last summer 2020 with a model called Ugo it was just it was just such a magical evening because it's just one of those nice summer evenings where like the warm air is just kind of blowing across your face the we played it was just a really nice playlist uh like it was like a the sun was this deep orange going down. You seem to be a real romantic when it comes to life drawing. Oh, it's, it was just so magical, just the way it all kind of came together. Like, and then we, there's this moment where like a certain pose just captures this energy and like, and it just matches the music and then like, and then the light on the sun. And there was one point where a butterfly landed on his head it was just like, was, this is this is crazy. This is just so perfect. What's mm. like, what we're all kind of experiencing right now. And is and is that's the thing. It's it's totally unique that moment, that time where where Ugo is has this particular pose, where yeah, it's that particular song with the sun at this particular angle. You can never repeat that, and that's what makes it really special. And yeah. I think that was probably my highlight of last year, actually. Oh, wow. That's really nice to hear. I hope Hugo, Hugo hears that and, and enjoys, you know, the aftermath of this beautiful. Yeah. And, and we've also become friends after this, which is mm. great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's really nice that I've yeah managed to um, create many kind of friendships and relationships through the life drawing. And it keeps one working in the creative field gives a lot of um, inspiration, I guess. And I also totally appreciate this idea of a fleeting moment. You know, um, some people don't understand why would one do that? Um, I mean, of course, there's this educational idea of, you know, learn the form and blah, blah. Um, but also the, the preciousness of a fleeting moment, which you capture. Mm. Um, and this feeling of total flow. And therefore, um, I feel whoever I paint, um, whoever I draw, I fall in love with the body. I fall in love with mm. everybody I draw. Um, yeah. That makes me super excited about life drawing. Yeah, that's an interesting take to it. Um, I think what's really special to me, talking about these fleeting moments, is I don't think I ever feel so present as in when I'm in these sessions. I think mm. um, there's something that creates 
I think whether the the time pressure of like a two minute pose plus there's someone naked right in front of you create I don't know just grabs your attention like nothing else and you're not thinking about what you were doing in the day you're not thinking about what you need to do tomorrow you don't know where your phone is you're just totally 100% there and I think there's sadly I think these moments are really rare nowadays I don't know for me I feel like sometimes I'm a bit all over the place a lot of the time thinking of 100 different things whereas so I really value these moments where I'm totally focused and I think it's it's very meditative and I like after the sessions I feel very calm mm. and I think it's it's because yeah it just gives the the head this this space just to focus on one thing for one hour I think it's very powerful yeah and at Keith one can have even a nice drink afterwards yeah <laughs> exactly yeah I, I miss it so much I what I didn't realize I missed until kind of halfway through lockdown is was the also the interaction with everyone else seeing other people's drawings and then once you get stuck with your own style you kind of realized how I don't know I get so motivated when I see everyone else's drawing like whoa how do they do that it's, it's amazing that they're different different things so that's that's definitely one thing I miss you get motivated to try out something else or yeah totally I think it's you kind of walk around and you're like whoa how did you do that or oh you use a pastel like that or like you kind of oh you painted the whole background and it really lifted out the model this sort of thing. like you kind of see different things you think oh I can try that and you what's interesting for me is seeing people try trying out other people's styles as well and that's we also sometimes do partner pose where or partner drawing Where so you have four minutes, one person's drawing, then you pass it to the person to the left, and then they do the next four minutes. And I find this very interesting to kind of, yeah, and then you have to kind of fill in or like carry on their drawing. And I think this this opens up your style and opens your eyes to like different ways of drawing, which is really nice. It feels like that live drawing and especially how you run the session um, actually contains benefits you can take into the rest of your life. Would you think so as well? And what are your takeaways? Good question. I think it's given me a bit of perspective to my life. I often get very drawn in to my job. It's given me, in a way, an escape. And it gives me a, it gives me a buzz. Sometimes when I'm cycling home after a session, I'm, I'm high. I'm like, I have such a buzz after it. It's this... Uh, I think just being, yeah, being with people, it makes me realize that like, I enjoy being with people. I enjoy uh, creating with other people. I think this is really powerful and connection to the city. Yeah. It makes you like, feels like that little community there makes you feel like kind of, I belong in that place, which is, which is a really nice feeling. Like I said, we're being inspired by other, by other people kind of opening my eyes to other ideas, other designs, being open, yeah, open to other people and what they what they're creating and kind of under, trying to understand their process. I think this is important. I'm probably having mentioned that 100 times on this podcast that the art you do right now in this moment, this is you and this is what you're meant to do. 
and this is mm. what is most precious and what I see as art. Um, so I find it, you know, I'm not saying I'm not judging myself or I'm not judging other people because, you know, <laughs> I have ideas. Um, but I think this is a very nice exercise on letting go of this, right? Because especially in the short poses, you can't really, you know, create a masterpiece and then no. to, um, to live with all the difficulties and live with all the time limits and maybe, I don't know, your pen is not working or you mess something up. At one point at Key, someone flipped a candle over on one of my drawings, which I really <laughs> liked or which everybody was liking, you know, the one with the water flowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he flipped over the, the candle onto the drawing. And in the next second, I thought, oh, that's an additive to the drawing. So like from, uh, sure. to, that was so nice to see, ah, it's another... Is it red wax or yes. is there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. I even tried out this as a as a style and tried mm. to make something else with wax, but it wasn't my thing. But still, it was an interesting feeling. What I can learn about um, how creation works and um, yeah. to let go of my expectations. Totally, I think this is really important to to learn to kind of love the imperfections as well and be not. You can't be precious with a one-minute drawing. Yes. And see the, the, the beauty in the imperfections. Totally, yeah. That's what um, so many models have taught me, that this is actually the value of, of life, to see all the little non-perfections which makes them human and art to, for me. You know, like if, if there's no... If it's just a circle, it's boring. Of course, yeah. And I think... One thing I've definitely learned is that every single body is totally unique and it's and it's so refreshing to see kind of we're so forced by society and media like to think that how a female or a male should look that's this kind of perfectly formed photoshopped model but then it's not real life it's not that's not a real body but once you kind of start to see all these different bodies in life drawing like, oh like everyone is totally different like this is so strange that we see the same body in the media whereas actually in reality every single body is different um and i think and it is slightly strange i think in society that often or most cases the only naked body we see is of our partner and us, which often in the in the first moments can be quite a stressful situation to be naked in front of someone who you really like or you fancy. So it's kind of a strange, um, strange experience that this is kind of uh, a sick, like, it's kind of nice in a way we only share our sacred naked bodies with our partner. But in reality, I think it's much, I think it's much cooler to be, to be able to share this with more than just your partner and I feel very lucky that I've kind of through the models seen all these super interesting bodies and also how they hold like how they hold different poses and how the bodies tell a story and every every story is different and that's why I think it gives you comfort by seeing all these different bodies it kind of gives you confidence in your own unique body yes absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah, we have talked quite some time and I feel we could talk on for like a hundred billion hours <laughs> um, because I guess we share this passion of life drawing and the situation and creating a nice space and um, living creativity in community. Mm. If you could wish for something, which kind of is your total dream regarding life drawing? What would you wish for? Wow. I think as I mentioned before, I felt so captured by this moment when we were on Temple of Affelt in the summer. And I think if I could somehow manage to kind of create these unique moments um, and share these with a community, yeah, enjoy being creative together as a community. And then, yeah, and have a drink afterwards, just be social as well and just kind mm. of, and talk about it afterwards. I think that's also really important, kind of just like, put your drawings away, pack off and go like, yeah, have a drink afterwards and talk. Oh, how did you find it? What did you think? If I can somehow manage to organize that, I'll be very happy. I think it's definitely something I realized the last year, sharing these experiences with either a small community or your loved ones is, is really, that's what makes it special. It's not just the, I don't know, if I was there with Ugo and the, and the, sunset yeah it would have been quite nice just me and him but what, what made it special <laughs> was that like my partner was there and other friends were there and there was, there was a little community there that we all kind of shared that one experience and i think mm. that's that i think that's the key wow that sounds so nice and i would love to come <laughs> thank you so much for your time dear william it was beautiful to see your face thank you so much and I hope we see each other soon again. And yeah, and big shout out to all the models and the guys at Keith Bar, Ken and Nick. I miss them all very much. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to get, get started again. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thank you, Siri. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, lovely humans for listening to this episode of my podcast, Sex and Art. If you want to support this podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe. And I hope we hear each other soon in the next episode. Have a lovely day.